maybe this will be very bad. But hopefully it'll get better as time goes on. Listening to the Quick and Painless Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, my name is Carter, and my name is Dylan. Welcome to another fantastic episode. Um, yeah. Third time's a charm, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. This is the third time <laughs> we've tried to record this episode. Uh, first, it was your uh, folly. Then it was. Oh, mine. I, I was. I was talking about within the past like two minutes how we had to <laughs> keep keep restarting because we kept screwing up the intro. True. Yeah, yeah. it's really hard to say hello. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is the Quick and Painless Pro Wrestling Podcast, and tonight we haven't done this in a while, but we are going to do a was it like a monthly special? Monthly special. Monthly special, which is three months in the making right yeah it's yeah. been a while since we've done our last special episode thingamajig yeah you would hope that three months in the making that we would have a few good ideas brewing but well i've 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 had a few good ideas but <laughs> yeah okay yeah you did yep. yeah what do you what have you got my wife um, giving a recap of total bellas that was yeah, that, that was great awesome idea, idea number one. <laughs> yeah, or your wife <laughs> um, just reviewing wrestling with you or giving her thoughts on wrestling. All of your, quote, good ideas involve my wife. What the hell's going on over there? Well, your wife is the moneymaker, so. <laughs> That's true. She does bring yeah. home the bacon. Yes, the Canadian bacon. <laughs> <laughs> right, yes. Yeah. The ham. Uh, uh so uh, before we get into our quote-unquote special, um, how have you been doing, sir? Great. <laughs> Fantastic. Good, great, grand. <laughs> Keep um, our composure. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, um, you know, um, shit's crazy. The yeah. world has gone mad. Um, but other than that, good. Well, great. How about you? I've <laughs> uh, been doing okay. Had a couple weird situation thing that went on this past week, but it's looking more positive. So, yeah. That's good. Yes. So, hopefully no worries at all. Everything is good as gold. Good. Yes. No, Very that's good. So. Um you know, as far as wrestling goes lately, um, you know, I think that our timing of doing a monthly special couldn't be any better because wrestling is, uh, you know, not to take anything away from NXT or AEW or even Raw or SmackDown. Um, I think that, you know, more power to all the, all of the wrestlers, all the workers. You like, 
you know, it's not, they're not phoning it in. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's 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 kind of tough. Uh, I saw something recently that said, I feel guilty for not enjoying watching wrestling right now. And I kind of agree guilty. with that. <laughs> you feel guilty for not enjoying wrestling? Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, you and I talked about it a couple weeks back. And I said, if you were going to watch only one show, what would it be? And you were like, AEW. You know, yeah. I would watch Dynamite. I mean, it really, you know, in some cases, it's coming down to that where it's not like, it's not necessarily I only have time for one show. It's like... I only kind of have not not patience, but <laughs> or lack thereof. <laughs> not, not patience, but maybe like the stomach. I don't know. There's there's whatever the word between like enjoyment, patience, uh, sickness, uh, whatever. No, Continuous nausea. puking. <laughs> Whatever that Diarrhea. is. I mean, truthfully, though, uh, usually it is. I mean, Wednesdays are what I look forward to. You know, mm-hmm. I, I watched Raw in its entirety this week. Um, and you and I were texting back and forth during that one. I watched mm-hmm. a little bit of SmackDown last week. Um, but truthfully, it's. You know, and this is something, and not to, and I know that we've we've got an idea here for this special, and we'll unleash it on everyone here in a second. But one thing I wanted to talk about a, a while back was I feel like the quarantine and the in the um, the social distancing and all of that happened so fast, and it really did, but it happened so fast that no one knew how to react to it. And with that in mind, they didn't create a wrestling show to appeal to what that audience would be. You know what I mean? Like, they're still making a wrestling show for a live crowd. Yes. There's no live crowd. (laughs) Isn't it, like, really awkward when you see wrestlers come down and do a promo in the ring and they're holding a microphone yes. and they're still talking like there's 10,000 people yes. like in the arena or when they make their entrance and they're posing to like an empty crowd uh, or there's a ring announcer <laughs> now well, coming ring, to the ring the ring announcer I can kind of get I mean, no, you don't need a ring announcer that's what the go- well, no that's what the commentating is for the commentators yeah. speak to the audience at home. So therefore, well, here he is. Here here he comes. Uh, yeah, we all know who it is. It's but Randy if you're Orton. trying to present something in a time like this, in a more like uh, familiar presentation that everybody can enjoy, I mean, what, where they can watch something that's familiar to them, I think that I don't know. I don't know where I was going, but I mean, people were looking for people are looking for like some sort of familiar familiarity during this time. Yeah, and I agree. I think just like you know, yeah, there aren't any people that are live in the building watching it, but I mean, 
people watching at home still want to see that kind of presentation as far as like, yeah, ring announcer and, you know, doing the whole presentation of the entrances and everything like that, because that's what, you know, that's what people want to watch and what people want to watch to take their mind off everything else that's going on right now. So, I mean, basically I'm saying if you, if you didn't have a ring announcer, like it would all go to shit. So. so that's what's holding it all together. That's what yeah, you're saying. The ring announcers, yeah. God bless them. I tell yeah. you what, if it weren't, you know, if they were, if they were, I feel like they were in the back room and had the entire uh, on on air crew just in a room, and Vince was just looking at every single one of them and like yeah. thinking about who to furlough and who to fire. And he came across, you know, Kayla Braxton and and whoever else is doing ring announcing, JoJo and yeah. whatever. And he was like, mm, no, no, can't, can't let them go. They, they are the glue. This is what the people want, damn it. No, uh, but, you know, like on an average show, let's say in terms of Let's say of like common audio, sense. You know, common sense-wise, yeah, it doesn't make any sense, but, you know... Yeah, and we all know that no one uses that anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, let's say an average show, in terms of audio levels, you've got the commentators, audio level 100. And yeah. that is something that has pissed me off for a long time. Uh, crowd level, 50. Well, let's go 60. 60, okay. 65. Let's go 65. Where would you say the ring announcer is, typically? Also 65? Uh, a tad bit above the crowd, but lower than the commentators. Mm, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe 75, we'll say. Yeah. So, but now Vince, for a long time, has been lowering the levels of the crowd because mm-hmm. he freaking hates that they speak their minds. Mm-hmm. But that has, that's driven me crazy for a long time because back in the day, you know, when he actually gave a shit about his product, you know, he would get, he would, you know, generate the reaction that you would look for. And um, you wouldn't want to drown that out. You right. know, but now. Well, that's because like, they were doing, well, like you said, that's because they were doing the reaction that they were looking to get from the crowd. Right. Yeah. So now it's it's let's drown them out, you know, and let's pump up that volume for the commentators because now they're at 100. And it's like, especially now that there's no crowd, it's painfully obvious that that's the case. I mean, you know, you've got the commentators volume at 100. And then Mm -hmm. let's say a wrestler comes out to cut a promo like you said and they've got a live mic that live mm-hmm. mic audio is maybe 99 <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's oh it's just so i hate i never thought that i would be a prude about something being overproduced but holy smokes right it's uh it's pretty slick isn't it it's slickly slick. produced yeah it's very slick now <laughs> All of that said, um, you mentioned at the beginning this is our monthly special. Yes. And so. A return to the monthly special. Yes. So this is our June special. So why don't you let everybody know what it is that they can expect from this show? 
Well, for the first time ever on the show, we are going to do a watch-along of a match of our choosing. So, uh, you and I are going to be watching a match, and we will kind of give our thoughts on it, and, you know, to the best of our ability, critique it, and just, you know, talk about it, and give our opinions. Nice. It's like Mystery yes. Science Theater 3000, but oh, in that'd wrestling. that'd be great. Can we, for the video, can we, like, somehow shoot ourselves in, you know, like an empty theater with just, like, this match playing on a big screen in front of us, and you see, like, the shadow of our heads? No. Sitting. Oh, that'd be great, though. <laughs> that would be great. We gotta get, we gotta get, um, you know, like permission mystery, from WWE. Mystery Wrestling Theater. Oh, man. Trademark that. Uh, trademark quick pain quick pain pod so <laughs> at <laughs> copyright at copyright. quick pain pod uh, mystery wrestling theater 3000 yes that's gonna be the name of this episode mystery wrestling theater whoa yeah just because you said that I have to name just, it something else oh you <laughs> <laughs> oh you that um, heel tactic yes so um the match that we are going to be watching will be from Money in the Bank. Not this year's. Oh, darn uh, yeah. it. I, I thought it was going to be Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles in no, Vince no, McMahon's no, no. office. <laughs> we just do like it's a, a three-minute commentary <laughs> over that section of the match. Did you see that overhand right? Like, look at Vince. He's wearing jeans. Like, <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> Yeah, what kind of, who uses a yellow notepad anymore? Um, <laughs> that better be college ruled. <laughs> right. Somebody quickly measure that. Um, <laughs> no, we are going to be watching a match from Money in the Bank 2011. The uh, I guess you could say infamous. Infamous. Uh, yeah, infamous. CM Punk versus John Cena for CM the Punk. WWE Championship. CM Punk versus John Cena. Money in the Bank 2011. So, as we were saying, you, you've got Vince drowning out the fans nowadays in just trying to pepper in Michael Cole over top of everyone. <laughs> so, we're, we're so sick of it that we're going to go back in time to a time that he didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, we got into our uh, Chevy Corsica. And <laughs> when he actually looked forward to people chanting CM Punk's right. name. Oh, there... Uh, oh, I don't... There wasn't any way he was going to drown out this crowd. Yeah. This crowd was loud and so very passionate. Is this the Chicago? Yes. Money in the, okay. This is in Chicago. Yeah. yeah. So I know that people get all up in arms about the things that Jerry Lawler says nowadays. Um, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um, I have no comment on the matter. But <laughs> one of the things that he said in this match, and I'm probably going to misquote it, but he says this would be like if the Chicago Bears made it to the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl was held in Chicago. Yeah, pretty much. And that's such a great way to, I mean, obviously watching at home, you can be like, whoa, that crowd's crazy. But like being Jerry Lawler and being... You know, among all of the things that he's witnessed in his wrestling career, to make that kind of comparison is like 
I mean, that's nuts. I mean, you're watching it on TV, and you can obviously tell that the crowd is loud, but I can't even imagine what it would be like sitting in that arena as soon as, you know, CM Punk comes out or even John Cena comes out. Right. And just hearing everybody just yelling and just booing or cheering or just being as loud and boisterous as they can be during that. It that must have been a really cool feeling, I'm sure. Totally. Oh yeah. And you know, God bless John Cena. He get he gets a lot of crap. I know that, you know, kind of in the beginning I wasn't a big John Cena fan and just like everybody else I was kind of tired of like the cookie cutter yeah. character he was and but I mean looking back though he he was a great wrestler totally he had some great matches and um to all those people who say he can't wrestle or they only has like I guess what's the famous thing the the highlight reel five five moves of doom <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, go back and watch this match or, you know, watch Shawn Michaels and John Cena or watch AJ Styles and John Cena. Yeah. I mean, that will definitely show you that he can wrestle and he, you know, was definitely one of the best at what he did. Well, see, I remember when Sammy Callahan was, I think he might have been fresh off of his um, contract with NXT. Like, he might have just recently been released per mm-hmm. his request. And he did an interview, and I think it was with Smart Mark Video, but they were asking him about, you know, his experience and everything like that, and he was talking, basically singing John Cena's praises because he said, similar to what you said, in that, you know, when he first started out or whatever like he was kind of he kind of had a a different thought about Cena you know like uh you know f this guy he's kind of gotten everything handed to him or you know he's just the you know the part-timer the pretty boy you know that's you know the the old vet that's like hey you know don't be too stiff kid you know that kind of guy and he was like no he is probably the smartest uh worker out of anyone when in terms of working a crowd mm-hmm. because I mean at the end of the day that's really all that matters is that the crowd that's there and, and, and obviously in WWE or on the, the mainstream the crowd that's watching at home that people go mm-hmm. home happy and Cena yeah. he said knew within five seconds if it was a crowd that needed you know the the superhero Cena or the the heel Cena like the the Cena that everyone hates like he knew mm-hmm. which crowd it was in a matter of five seconds and how to play it up and get the best reaction possible whatever it is that they were trying to do whether it's cheer or boo or whatever he knew mm-hmm. how to play up whatever that reaction should have been mm-hmm. and that's and, a mark of a of a guy who is great and knows what he's doing when he's out there. But see, and to bring it back to this match that we're about to watch, that's, I mean, people give it to CM Punk and people still chant his name to this day. And I mean, rightfully so based on this feud, but this feud doesn't take off without John Cena. 
Right. Looks like you you have like the two polar opposites. Um, CM Punk and John Cena. John Cena just basically like your all American superhero. All American super. Yeah, exactly. And well, I think they've been compared to um, as being like Punk being Batman and Cena being Superman. See, maybe, but Batman's still a superhero. I would say. Yes, I mean, but Punk Batman is an antihero. Yeah, but Batman is a little more gritty and has a bit of a darker side to him more so than Superman. Superman is all about truth, justice, and, you know, the American way. And Batman is a guy haunted by the murder of his parents, and he wants to avenge them, so he takes on this dark mantra of a bat. So he's so like Batman's more of like a gritty kind of character. Listen, folks, if you didn't think it could get any more nerdy than talking about grown men in tights, this hugging, isn't common knowledge. Other, every <laughs> you, I thought everybody knows this by now. Yet, <laughs> I hope everybody knows this by now. But <laughs> <laughs> let me just tell you something. See, Cable was actually Cyclops' son. Okay. <laughs> When Wolverine was uh, put into the uh, Weapon X program. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, but so, seriously, um, I don't agree with your Batman comparison. <laughs> oh, come on. Anti-hero. Come on. You got to think anti-hero. Who's an anti-hero? Deadpool is an anti-hero. He's the not exactly a good guy, but people like him. Okay. <laughs> That's punk. We're just going to go with Batman and Superman. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, forgive me for trying to bring us into the Marvel Universe. You know, uh, the more I, profitable of, of uh, the I two. Ex- I accept your apology. And you I do agree with you. I do agree. I do agree with you with that, though. Marvel has definitely done a better job and made more money than dc you know well, that's a that's an argument for another day you just yeah. you just wait and see what jared leto has to say about that uh, after suicide squad i don't want to see what jared leto has to say oh god okay it's a terrible um, movie if we want to start, you know, a movie podcast, I'm all for it. We've just and we changed. Discuss, this and is we now. Will discuss. <laughs> we are now doing a watch along of Birds of Prey. Yep. Screw Star- Money in the Bank. I am getting over onto the DC app, and <laughs> I will give you my login information, and we will watch Birds of Prey or Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So before we start watching this match, do um. I figure we kind of go over like some of the buildup, sure, leading up to this match. Yeah. So, um, at this point, uh, Punk was, I think, still considered a leader of the Nexus. Okay. Yeah, he uh, he took over the Nexus in like I want to say, you know, spring of 2011. 
or early 2011, maybe late 2010. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. But no one cares about that, though. No one cares about that. So on the June 13th episode of Raw, Punk defeated Cena in a non-title match that night. Uh, The next week, Punk won a triple threat match between Del Rio and Mysterio, which was an ODQ, to become the number one contender for the WWE Championship at uh, Money in the Bank right here. Okay. Uh, so that's how Cena or how Punk got put into the title picture. Uh, the following week, John Cena was in a tables match with R Truth, and Punk came out and interfered in that match and cost Cena that match. And that is when. So you're telling me that R Truth beat his childhood hero? Yes. Whoa. Yeah. Um, so then after that, after Punk cost Cena that match, that's when he did that world-famous promo at the end of Raw. You know, that's sitting right. up on the stage with the, his yep. legs crossed. The and infamous pipe bomb. Yes. Now, okay, so we'll stop right there because okay. truthfully that is, you know, this match, that that promo is what... CM Punk as an entity is synonymous for. You know, if anyone thinks of Punk now, whether they followed him in WWE, ROH, ECW, you know. TNA. Oh, sure. If, if (laughs) If they followed him through any of that, what they know him for is that pipe bomb. Yes. So did you watch that episode live? I did not watch that episode live because around this time I wasn't, I kind of fell out of wrestling a little bit or watching it. You know, I still casually read up on it Yeah. and followed it a little bit. But um, as soon as I heard about this promo from like CM Punk and everybody, seeing everybody just raving about it, I had to go and check it out myself. Yeah. I watched the promo and I was like, holy crap what what have i been missing i need this is really good stuff that i'm seeing right here it makes me want to see what's going to happen next i have to get back on track and start watching again so um so this like yeah so that promo the storyline is kind of what uh got me back into wrestling more on a i guess full-time basis as far as watching it and paying closer attention to it. Yeah, okay. So, same with me. So, at that time, I had, you know, 2011, my last match was in 2009. And, yeah, for a while, I hadn't really been paying attention, especially to the mainstream. And so, when I'd heard about that, um, yeah, I, I checked it out and some of the things that he was saying where he, I mean, especially when he says, hi, Colt Cabana, Mm -hmm. you know, to, to the untrained mind, you know, that like to, to someone who doesn't really, and it's, you don't have to be a wrestler to know, like you just, uh, just a fan. Like if you, if you've been a fan of wrestling, you know, through WCW, through ECW, you know, and all of those wars and everything, you know, 
the first thing, the first rule essentially is you don't mention another wrestler or another promotion or another employee of another promotion mm-hmm. ever. So just him saying, hi, Colt Cabana, you know, who was in ROH at the time, like that was such a, oh my gosh, this is, you know, he didn't, this isn't scripted. You know what I mean? Right. Like, well, yeah. It, it was shocking. Yeah. It just took everybody by, you know, surprise. Yeah. And then, he was saying. Obviously, then he says, you know, the company won't be better until Vince McMahon dies. That's probably more shocking, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but still, um, incredible promo, and really that promo made this 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 feud for sure. John Cena speared. John Cena, while you you lay there, hopefully as uncomfortable as you possibly can be, I want you to listen to me. I want you to digest this because before I leave in three weeks with your WWE championship, I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. I don't hate you, John. I don't even dislike you. I do like you. I like you a hell of a lot more than I like most people in the back. I hate this idea that you're the best. Because you're not. I'm the best. I'm the best in the world. There's one thing you're better at than I am, and that's kissing Vince McMahon's ass. You're as good as kissing Vince's ass as Hulk Hogan was. You're as good as Dwayne, though. He's a pretty good ass kisser. Always was and still is. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. I am the best wrestler in the world. I've been the best ever since day one when I walked into this company. And I've been vilified and hated since that day because Paul Heyman saw something in me that nobody else wanted to admit. That's right, I'm a Paul Heyman guy. You know who else was a Paul Heyman guy? Brock Lesnar. And he split just like I'm splitting. But the biggest difference between me and Brock is I'm going to leave with the WWE Championship. rings that it's finally dawned on me that they're just that they're completely imaginary the only thing that's real is me and the fact that day in and day out for almost six years I have proved to everybody in the world that I am the best on this microphone in that ring even at commentary nobody can touch me Cups. I'm not on the cover of the program. I'm barely promoted. I don't get to be in movies. I'm certainly not on any crappy show on the USA Network. I'm not on the poster of 
WrestleMania. I'm not in the signature that's produced at the start of the show. I'm not on Conan O'Brien. I'm not on Jimmy Fallon. But the fact of the matter is I should be. And trust me, this isn't sour grapes. But the fact that Dwayne is in the main event of WrestleMania next year and I'm not makes me sick. something straight those of you who are cheering me right now you are just the biggest part of me leaving as anything else because you're the ones that are sipping out of those collector cups right now you're the ones that buy those programs that my face isn't on the cover of and then at five in the morning at the airport you try to shove it in my face so you can get an autograph and try to sell it on ebay because you're too lazy to go get a real job championship on July 17th and hell, who knows, maybe I'll go defend it in New Japan Pro Wrestling maybe I'll go back to Ring of Honor Hey Cole Cabana, how you doing? The reason I'm leaving is you people because after I'm gone you're still going to pour money into this company, I'm just a spoke on the wheel, the wheel's going to keep turning and I understand that but Vince McMahon's going to make money despite himself. He's a millionaire who should be a billionaire. You know why he's not a billionaire? It's because he surrounds himself with glad-handing, nonsensical yes-men like John Laurinaitis, who's going to tell him everything that he wants to hear. And I'd like to think that maybe this company will be better after Vince McMahon's dead. But the fact is, it's, it's going to get taken over by his idiotic daughter and his doofus son-in-law and the rest of his stupid family. Let me tell you a personal story about Vince McMahon, all right? Do we do this whole bully campaign? And then, um... Yeah, so in the coming weeks, we finally had, like, the build-up and the reasoning why we should tune into this match at Money in the Bank. Um, basically, Punk threatened to, if he won the title from Cena, he was going to leave the company without resigning his contract. Or he, yeah, he mentioned earlier that his contract expires at yeah. midnight after Money in the Bank that night. Yep, so, and he had and no he, intention of re-signing. And he was going to win the match and basically take the WWE title with him to and, wherever. Yeah, and he mentioned Ring of Honor and he mentioned New Japan. Mm-hmm. So, again, very taboo things to do or to say. There. Okay, so I don't want to spend too much time on the build-up. <laughs> <Well, laughs> okay, okay. But, um, so, but... um. Okay, so basically after he cut that promo, he there's the buildup of Mr. McMahon trying to get him to re-sign with WWE because he didn't want him to walk away with the WWE title. Um, he, storyline-wise, suspended Puck after this, but um, John Cena convinced McMahon to uh, reinstate him so they could have their match at Money in the Bank. And then there was the, I think the week before, there was a contract negotiation between CM Punk and Mr. McMahon in the ring. 
um, where CM Punk was making all his demands, you know, like, I want ice cream bars and I want, you know, I want major leading roles in movies and yep. I want you to apologize, Mr. McMahon. So, yeah. And then uh, Cena came out and, you know, they had their promo back and forth and basically they do the promo about how he's how Punk is the underdog and Cena is basically the New York Yankees of wrestling right now, which is funny because Cena's from Boston. And as soon as like Punk said that, you know, Cena just gave him a right hand right to the face. And Yeah, out of everything that Punk said, yeah. calling him the New York Yankees. Now that was just <laughs> that was too far. Yeah. How well for dare a Boston, for a guy from Boston. Yeah. Or from Massachusetts, yeah, <laughs> that can be that can be a big deal. So, yeah. um, so that happened on the last Raw right before the pay per view, and this brings us to the match itself. Okay, so we are both synced up. We are on the same timeline. Yeah. Um, we are. Any of you? Oh, sorry. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm saying if any of you guys who are listening want to kind of like follow along, we are right around the two hour, three minute, 24 second, 26 second area. Yep. On the WWE Network. So. Yep. Nine ninety nine a month. Or you can get the free version. Okay. Well. Which just came out. <laughs> how, do, how do you and I make money off that? That doesn't help us. We, we, we don't. So, <laughs> don't, don't get the free all. version. We don't get any money. Yes. So. Don't get the free version. Nine ninety nine a month, you cheapskates. <laughs> Side note, Dylan, thank you for letting me use your network password. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> as far as I know, you are paying nine ninety nine a month. I am paying nine ninety nine a month. Well, I don't even know. I can't even say those words. No, it's it's nine ninety nine a month. So. <laughs> Okay, so I am hitting play, and we are on CM Punk's entrance in Chicago. Yes. yes. Oh, wow, mine's really loud. Turn your volume down. Can you hear it? <laughs> yeah, I can hear it. Nice. We don't want we don't want any copyright claims or anything like that. So. No, it's fine. We're getting paid by the network. I, whatever. <laughs> you must be getting this money. I'm not. But <laughs> um, so yep, here's CM Punk's entrance. He's coming out to. Uh, that awesome Kill Switch Engage song. Yeah. Um, I really wish you would have never switched to this song. I freaking love this song. I love it. Did you know when Randy Orton first started, he used that song for a couple times? Yeah, and then for he a couple hated shows? it. Oh, it's such a great song. Which is weird because I thought Orton was a metalhead. I don't know. what is he? He either likes metal or he likes cock rock. I gotcha. Okay. But see, um, I think people who like cock rock think that it's metal. Riot. I'm sorry, say If Punk loses, we riot. Yeah. Everybody's just going crazy. CM Punk chance. Um, I know that every once in a while, you like to uh, kind of toot your own horn. Okay. On the show, with, I do. Um, yeah, with some of the people that you have come across in your I'm not <laughs> in your illustrious career. That's not horn tooting. That's just well, you'll you'll casually toot your horn. You Listen, know, like, oh, I don't want I don't want to mention any names, but uh, 
you know, I'm blah, blah, blah. I've got a winning record over blah, 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 you know. <laughs> <laughs> like at one time, you're real casual. I mean, you're not in my face about it, but um, I'm going to toot my own horn. Okay. For once. Um, you have a winning record you, over John Cena? Yes, I, I am 5-0 and oh over John Cena. <laughs> 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 no, did I ever tell you the time that I met CM Punk at Warp Tour? At Warped Tour of all places. Yep, in Chicago. No. I forget which band I was watching, but um, it's either like Dropkick Murphys or Avenged Sevenfold. Nice. But I'm sitting there I'm sitting there watching the band and all of a sudden I see like this big guy in front of me with tattoos and I'm just sitting there and just kinda looking at his tattoos and he's tur- he turns around and like talks to the person that he's next with. I'm like Holy shit, that's CM Punk. And this was like uh, ECW CM Punk. Nice. Yeah, so he had like the long hair and everything, and you know, he was kind of a little more, a little bulkier than what he is in here, though. But um, I was, and I was, I debated for probably like 15 minutes if I should even like go and like introduce myself or like even ask <laughs> for like a picture or anything like that. Um, because I, I know, and as I'm sitting here debating this, I can see people, like, walking up to him and, you know, shaking his hand and asking for a picture and everything like that. And I'm like, man, I don't want to be an a- be one of those assholes or yeah. anything like that. Um, he's going out to the ring right now. Did you, um, side note, did you know that Colt Cabana and Ace Steel were actually in the front row uh, for this I match? I didn't know yes. that. Yes, yes. So I think here in a minute you'll see him kind of gesture over to the front row and like talk to him but um so yeah so after 15 minutes i was sitting there i was like you know what when am i gonna get like another chance to like actually see cm punk yeah um (laughs) um, so as soon as the band finished playing he leaned over to his friend he's like uh let's let's tear up and get over and catch uh kill switch engage before everyone else gets there so, because Kill Switch Engage was playing at the Warped Tour that year too, so nice. I, so I went over there and I was like, "Hi," and introduced myself, shook him his hand. I was like, "You know, I'm a big fan of what you're doing, and I just wanted to say that um, it was an honor to meet you. And if it's okay, could I get a picture with you?" And he's like, "Sure, yeah, no problem." So I got a picture with CM Punk at Warped Tour. <laughs> I did not yeah. know that. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Your, your story of uh, first time meeting CM Punk is better than mine. Oh, yeah? What? <laughs> You've got a CM Punk story? <laughs> oh, there's a... Uh, I think there's Colt Cabana right oh, there. Oh, yep. That's Cabana right there. Nice. Yeah, I think... Yeah, Ace Steel is next to him, too. But... Uh, and John Cena just came out to a chorus of booze. Oh, yep. There's... Okay. I see Ace yep. Steel. Yep. Nice. Uh, real quick, what's your... Uh, while they're doing the ring introductions and everything what's your cm punk story uh so i was um i was on a show in um jackson michigan Mm -hmm. and uh the gold bond mafia was there with uh dave prezak yep prezak cabana steel punk yep and i remember punk was always my favorite out of those guys and he had the bleach blonde hair you know the the nike shorts yeah. Um, but anyway, they were on the show. And uh, so I just, it was literally nothing. Like, 
I was uh, I was uh, the manager for Monty. Uh, so Monty was in a match, and then I was his manager or whatever. I was his heel manager. Or not oh, his no manager. Way. I was someone else's manager. But Yeah. So I had a spot where I did a shooting star onto Monty, but I did it off of his chest. Yeah. So, like, someone said something to Punk about it, and he was like, you're doing it off of his chest? And then he, I don't know, he said something like basically saying that that was stupid so (laughs) which hey he's probably not wrong right everything seemed to work out for him and not so much for me so (laughs) yeah there you go yeah my story is better so much better (laughs) um so we got the ring introductions right now um john cena yeah getting booed out of the building yep with the aew uh uh ring announcer Yes, Justin Roberts. <laughs> um, I wish he would have kept the mustache. Who? Punk. Oh. Punk. He had like a wicked mustache going on, like leading up to this. There you go. Yep. You've got the rousing CM Punk chants, which if you listen closely, you can still hear people chanting to this day. No kidding. No, like what? Six years later? Is it? I, yeah. I think it's more than that now. Oh, uh, he left in 2014. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, six years later. Yeah. Unfortunately, the chorus of uh, quick Carter Gray chants, they almost fizzled out, um, Right well, they never the first, started. Uh, right, so. right after your first match. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh? We've had enough. I want to say quick again. <laughs> no. That's a dumb name. So, um... Yep, here they go. <laughs> kind of like testing each other out real quick. Punk throwing a couple kicks. Tie up. So are you play-by-play bit- play and I'm color? Is that how this works? Yeah, I'm Gorilla Monsoon and you're Jesse Ventura. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been a long time since I watched this match. Same. Yeah. I I know that I love the match. I thought it was a great match, but it's been a while, so... Um, okay, so for... It's probably- so, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, no, for, go for everyone back home, Mr. Play-by-play... If if you and I are putting on a match and this is happening in the ring right now, what do you call this? If we're calling a match, you're like, all right, we'll go out there. What is, what is this part of the match? The opening. God. So I'd be like, I'd be like, all right, all right. So we'll, we'll circle, well, circle, circle. I would think that we're just we're just calling it. Yeah. You know, we'll just we're just kind of taking us. Yeah, taking it slow and just kind of. Establishing that we are possibly on equal levels to show the crowd that, you know, we're on equal levels with each other. You know, we don't want anybody to really get the upper hand quite yet. So it's just kind of like a testing the waters kind of spot in the beginning of the match. Yep. Yeah. It'd just be, you know, you're not calling this, you know, you're not, this isn't something that you're. Um, planning in the back You're not saying like okay Alright we lock up I'm going to put you in a headlock Then uh, I'm going to put you in a hammer lock Then you're going to go back Nope not doing any of that It's all chained yeah. So yeah. we'll go out 
we'll circle, and then we'll chain. And neither of us really getting the better of the other. Yeah, just feeling each other out and just kind of going with it until we actually start kicking it in a little bit more. So Right. Um, From what I've heard, like, besides, like, you know, some of the few spots that they had planned out in this match, they, that was it. Like, mostly it was just calling it in the ring. Yeah, I mean, um, I know that, you know, obviously Cena has his, um, Cena kind of, uh, you know, he popularized the whole having your own spots, like, you know, the whole, (laughs) um, shoulder tackle, shoulder tackle, duck the line, (laughs) back suplex, five knuckle shuffle. Um, oh, Austin did that too. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying like... And The Rock. And- oh, 100%. But I'm saying yeah. like, you know, Cena had... I mean, it was never... It never changed, right? So it was, you know, when you're in wrestling, you learn about the universal spot, right? Tackle, you know, drop down, leapfrog, hip toss, right? Mm-hmm. So like you call a universal spot <laughs> for Cena, it would be that. Shoulder tackle, shoulder tackle, duck clothesline. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Here's Universal right here. Yeah. So Hip toss. <laughs> and you know what? It's and so basic. Kick. It's just basic, and the crowd is eating it up. Exactly. Because they're invested in the story and invested in the people in the ring right now. But see, again, going back to the production, the commentating is not overwhelming. Like, I can actually stand listening to Michael Cole's voice right now. Yeah. Any other day, it's like, it's literally just, <laughs> like, he's standing right next to me, just yelling in my face. <laughs> Could it be? <laughs> Who's up? Who's up? <laughs> Are All you right. going to have two cheeseburgers? <laughs> That's vintage Carter Gray. <laughs> it's boss time. <laughs> oh, teasing, teasing um, the yep, FU, teasing, teasing yep. the GTS. So that was absolutely planned. Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, it was it was definitely something they called in the back. Like, all right, at one point we'll do a tease spot in the beginning where you'll tease the FU, I'll tease the GTS right after it. Maybe just like let the crowd know, like, hey, we are capable of hitting these moves at any time, and what's that classic foreshadowing? Yeah, yeah. This is what I'm going for. At the end of the day, you're trying to win the match, right? That's the psychology of wrestling. I'm here to win. You, as a crowd, recognize that my finisher that I win with are these. You know, it's stupid if you have an opportunity to hit your move and you don't or don't right. try. Right. Um, boots in the corner. Boots in the Punk corner. Cena. Boots in the corner. Cena. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like how they're just building. You know, it's beginning of the match. It's nothing really too fancy. That even though that bulldog. A bulldog looked, was shit. Looked, yeah, I I always hated. How that looks when people did that. <laughs> just no, I like I like bulldogs, but I like it when they actually get your head in between your arm, yeah, and run with it instead of just you know 
giving you a pat on the head and then you fall face down right. on the, out of the mat. But, mm-hmm. um, I, I like the what I was saying the uh, hope spot. slow build hope, hope spot. spot the slow build that they're doing you know it's they're definitely building yeah, yeah. by the way Cena looks freaking gassed man like he is he he's so? huge right <laughs> oh I thought you meant like blowing up or something like oh, that like, yeah, is that yeah, there? yeah yeah no gassed he's up is what I should have said yeah he God, he's always looked like that though man I mean early in his in his career he was probably a little bit more cut mm-hmm I think, but yeah, when he was I mean, the prototype, yeah, but yeah, he's always looked phenomenal. Yeah, you know, totally. Now, do you think the look of Cena and Punk also played like a major part into this feud? Because you've got like. The clean cut John Cena, you know, with that buzz cut and everything mm-hmm. like that, and you know, good body, you know, jacked up, and then you've got you know, Punk, who's obviously in like a good athletic shape, but he is not jacked in any way, shape, or form. And with the tattoos and like his style, how do you think that? played into this feud 100% I mean you know I think um, uh, it's the it's the high school jock versus the the outcast right yeah and the majority of wrestling fans are the outcast you know that is in in high school you don't see the the captain of the football team saying I gotta get home and watch you know Monday Night Raw sorry coach can't uh, can't, <laughs> can't practice tonight. Yeah, <laughs> you just can't. Uh, you know, so that is, you know, the majority of the crowd is is more like Punk than they are like Cena. Right. So absolutely, I would say that it it played a factor. Nice DDT right there. Yep, and you're totally right. I mean, this this match has got to be all on the fly. You know, it is all yeah. basic stuff. This is a blue mat match. <laughs> you know? But it doesn't need to be more than this, based on how invested the crowd is. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And if you do, you know, in a match like this and with a build like this, you know, any... Like, any move you're going to do is going to get a reaction from the crowd, but, you know, if you take it a little bit farther with your moveset, it's just going to get that crowd amped up yeah, so much more. And, you know, like I say, you don't need to overdo it either. Right. This is a perfect example of, like, you don't need to, like, overdo anything as far as, like, really big high-risk maneuvers, you know. Exactly. I mean, you just do like a body slam and the crowd's going to be like, oh my God, uh, uh, you know, which is great. There's that stupid raw general manager podium. Do you remember that? The podium? The Yeah, the raw general manager podium. <laughs> <laughs> See, I mean, yes, I do, but like... <laughs> This is this is why everyone clings to the Attitude Era, 
because this era right here, because this isn't the Attitude Era, w- would you call this ruthless aggression? No, this was. I think shortly after this, they started branding it the Reality Era. Dumb. Do you remember that? No. No, yeah, I think, yeah, that's kind of what they were going with as far as what to call this era of WWE. But they just overdid it. I mean, this right here is the story. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, people were invested in it. You didn't need a freaking, you know, heel general manager or whatever crap. A, uh, a bowling... Uh, yes, bowling yeah. off a bowl off or a golf match or <laughs> no. I mean, this could have been the reality era based on. Sorry, we haven't really been calling this match much, but that was a, a missed shoulder in the corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so punk, punk was in control. In case, any, in case anybody's still watching. So. <laughs> Whoops. So punk was in control. Whipped Cena yeah. into the corner. Whipped for the shoulder. Yeah. Cena moved. Punk shoulder to the to the post. He keep he sells it a little bit longer right there. Yep. So now Cena back in control, going for the STF. A little Close hope line. spot. A little hope yeah. spot. So yeah, hope spot just means I'm gonna give you like. A little bit of a comeback, so that way it doesn't look like a complete squash. And then you, and just then cut I'll cut off. you off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I've yeah, and there's there's <laughs> been matches where it's like, all right, hope, hope spot. Well, what the fuck do you want me to do? I don't yeah, know. Hope where, spot. <laughs> where are we at now? <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're in Chicago. We're <laughs> Shit. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna do. Oh right, man. So, <laughs> Punk's got him in chin lock. They're down on the ground, talking through right now. All right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to fire up. Just come to your feet. Give me a couple elbows in the midsection. Shoot me off. Give me a shoulder tackle. Or shoot me off. Kitchen sink. All right, say it back to me. Here we go. Oh, he breaks it. Nope. Kick to the gut. Dang. This is not what we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? You're blowing the spot. Another mini hope spot. Oh, no. Oh, God. That was... Went for a crossbody. Didn't uh, didn't crossbody far enough. Hyperextended seen his knee a little bit. Oh, yep. Okay. Oh, so super, super uh, suplex to the outside. Yep, I just, yep, just saw that. It's okay, I'm, so, play, I'm playing right now. So. Okay, so that that was a a big move that probably didn't need to happen. But then again, everyone lost their minds over it. Yeah, which just shows like how excellent the build up has been to this match once again, and everything, and how well they're working during this match too to tell a story. Yeah. It also showed Ace Steel lose his mind on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, we didn't mention, like, while we were talking to the build to this match, I think Two if... Count. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think if um, McMahon stated if Cena didn't win, he was going to be fired. That's right. Yeah, if he loses yeah. the belt, so then he's fired. Yeah, so there's stakes on both sides. Exactly. Not only not only for Punk, but for Cena too. I will say, I hate that release fisherman suplex that Cena that, does. It just looks kind of awkward. It looks very bad. It looks like a backyard move. Elbow kicks out. So now you're starting to see frustration yep. with John Cena. Yep. Because he's starting to come with some heavier stuff, and Punk is kicking he's out. Not, he's kicking out. Yep. Here we go. Got him up. Nothing. Oh, Tommy dropped. No, going for the FU. Oh, what the hell is he doing? Little sidewalk slam action. It's like he did the splits there when he landed. Yeah. Or like. Not arguing with the ref. Saying like, are you sure that was two? That was really close. So, I mean, you know, this crowd is awesome and everything. Little, little jabs from Cena there. But uh, mm-hmm. I still, man, I got to think of uh, ECW One Night Stand, RVD versus Cena. Oh, God, that was... We should have done that one. Laws might have been broken that night. Oh, man. You know? <laughs> it's a possibility. A little abdominal stretch. Yeah, that match was Which, nuts. Yeah. Can you tell me what is it stretch? The psycho No, yeah. <laughs> the abdominal. How do you stretch? No, what is <laughs> the psychology of using this abdominal stretch right here when the back hasn't been a part of the body that hasn't been worked on? Uh because you are trying to exhaust your opponent. This is uh, working the ribs, so it makes it makes it harder to breathe. Okay, that's all I wanted to know. And <laughs> keep in mind, he did the um, oh the uh, suplex to the outside correct. too. Yep. Yes. Okay. Yep. You're right. I tell you what, my computer just shut off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Technical difficulties on both yep. sides. Everybody, hold on. Double close line. Double down. Remember back in the day? I do. <laughs> Sorry, that was a huge yeah. yawn. Remember yeah, back I in the remember. day when, <laughs> when double downs were in every match? <laughs> kind of like how super kicks are in every match now. First of all, you bite your tongue. Super kicks are awesome. <laughs> Don't you ever say that again. <laughs> I mean, oh, here punches. comes the uh, oh, God. On, the Cena Hope spot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> or the, oh, oh schoolboy. That was close. Oh, see, if this were nowadays, that, that would have won it. And he'd be the new 24-7 champ. You, you, you shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, hit his knee on the turnbuckle. There it is. Here Going we go. Going for that knee lift. So that was a good... I like that variation of yeah. that moveset. Yeah. You can't see me. Because, yeah. Well, no, because obviously Punk was expecting it, but... Right. Oh, kick to the face. Yep. Oh, man, what was that? That was a stiff <laughs> knee to the back. 
push out to the outside, then the most something overused. you some something you see almost in every match now. <laughs> uh, the toe but, uh, Yeah, yeah. Every match. Yep. All right. So now we got to double down on the outside. Yep. If we're being honest. You did a dive almost in every one of your matches too. Uh, first of all, <laughs> I had shut your mouth. <laughs> I had to dive in every single one of the matches. No, you didn't. Yeah, you I did. did not have to dive. Whatever. That's what people. That's why people came to see me. If this mofo doesn't dive, I'm gonna demand my money back. I don't know who this guy is that I'm watching, but if he doesn't dive, <laughs> right, I'm going to get my money back. Well, his name's Quick. If he doesn't do something quick, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> I'm going to get pissed quick. So. <laughs> you, you got I, that? You got that? I, I dove frequently, yes. But I didn't okay. do the same dive. <laughs> I didn't just like, well, I'm just going to tope like an asshole. <laughs> it was always like, you know what? I'm going to see what, I'm gonna... what I can do that's crazy. I'm a shooting star leg drop like an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Five knuckle shuffle. Oh, man, I didn't realize how loud this was. Got him up for the ST, or not, the FU. Yep. Or the AA. I thought it was the that FU. Was a, well, they changed it after a while to oh, the AA. Get the, the F attitude out. Ad, yeah, the attitude adjustment. <sighs> Stupid. Well, when Cena started going more towards this kind of like all-American good guy and getting away from the uh, factor of thugonomics, that's when they he had to switch adjust that. his attitude. Yeah, exactly. Got it. That means sellout. <laughs> no, no, not really. Dude, the guy um, in the front row looks exactly like John Cena. <laughs> Is this? <laughs> yeah, he has a sign that says Cena meet Cena. Oh. I think, yeah. A little gut wrench. Nice. You know, be cool is if they had um, they had a like some kind of sponsor that it was like, if Cena wins on a gut wrench power bomb, we'll give everyone free pizza. <laughs> so then everyone's rooting for a gut wrench power bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, they should know if they actually had like a corporation sponsor move like gut wrench power bombs sponsored by fat burners. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Want to get rid of that gut? Right. <laughs> Do a gut wrench. Yeah. Cena got him up for the AA. Oh man. That one oh, this, I remember this. These are some wicked knees. Yeah. That he he gave right to his face. Yeah, I think they'll come back and do like a slow motion shot of it, and you'll just be like, "Oh my god!" They're definitely to the nose, point of the nose. Punk does a weird so, springboard. Uh, he's uh, so the correct. He's form. He's, he's he's athletic, yeah. but not oh, like. Yeah, he's the replay. Yep. Knee to the face. Oh. I'd be done, I think. <laughs> that would be like, oh. Oh, God. I, I went, yep. One time I got a 
point of the elbow from Rastakhan in my jaw, and it still clicks to this day because of Oh, my God. That sounds horrible. <laughs> Freaking Rastakhan. That sounds like a really bad nightmare. Yeah, I was wearing a mask at the time. Ah. I don't even remember who I was wrestling as. It was one of those, <coughs> hey, we need you to do double duty. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Bless you. Is that the first your first match? No, this is a while ago. Uh, no. Um, Punk was giving kicks to the chest to Cena, and now Cena, I forgot, he ducked or either grabbed the leg, and he's got him in the STFU now. Correct. Or is it the STFAA? I don't know. They, The STAA. <laughs> Do you think they overdo the, the whole... Do you think they overdo the whole rope break thing nowadays? Um, yes. Because it definitely that's didn't happen thing that often that's, back in the yeah. day when we were growing up. Like, especially the 80s, the rope break was so infrequent. Kick to yeah. the face. There's really oh. nothing you could call about that was just a freaking kick to the face. Yeah. Man, if you're looking at it, I mean, Punk is not like a very athletic guy. And I think I've heard or read interviews where he would even admit to that too. Because, um, I mean, he he's athletic enough to pull them off, but yeah, just look at him. You're like, he doesn't. I mean, the way he pulls them off, it's not like, you know, compare him to Ricochet. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Ricochet makes everything look easy. Yeah. Punk makes everything look hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's the difference. I mean, that could be a plus or a negative, too. See, oh, so now that's crossbody. Because that crossbody cross got him last time. Yep. Oh. Counters. Oh, no. Counter. Oh, wow. What a great counter. Back into Ooh. the STF. Great. So this is this is where they turned it up. Who produced this match? Because that was great. I don't know. I'm gonna say Malenko. Yeah, right. It's this match. I mean, besides the ending, I would imagine that this is all them. I would think. No, I mean, right? You, you can't. It can't be all them. Not at this stage. Not at you know. Mick Foley uh, well, ruined I mean, that for everybody. You know that, well, right? I mean, <laughs> no, what's that? After Hell in a Cell, Vince was like, all right, we're going to make sure that we know what everyone's doing. Is that true? Yeah. <sighs> and Punk rolled through, and he's got him in that Anaconda Vice. Yeah, it's like a Kimura lock almost. Yeah. Rivete, riv, riveting <laughs> commentary from the both of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a watch along, so everyone's supposed yeah. to be watching this. Yeah. Even if they're driving right now. <laughs> yes. Oh. You put your phone on. Oh. Got him. Attitude adjustment. Yep. Who is this ref? 
He counts weird. Oh, was it Scott Armstrong? Oh, okay. Well, he still counts weird. Look at the people standing up. I know. You don't see this at all. They're just cheering. (laughs) (laughs) You see this on NXT. That's about it. Yeah. What happened to WWE? (laughs) Um, I don't know. I have no idea. I... Can you think of a bigger match that's happened since this match that people have been more invested in? Since this match? Uh, yeah. 2011. <sighs> oh, man. I can only think of one. Um, Daniel Bryan. Oh, yeah. At WrestleMania 30. Yeah, I would agree with that. But besides that, I mean... Undertaker, the wow. Okay, so that was a that was a really awkward. It was terrible. Sit down, power bomb. Yeah, punk. That was really awkward. Power bomb. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say Undertaker, Lesnar. Possibly, yeah. So like two matches since then that have really, at least for me, I've been like really invested in and felt like a. They've had like a big match feel to them. Yeah, I think I agree. Oh, I had another good point I was gonna make, but I forgot. So never mind. All right, punk, <laughs> punk calling for GTS. Yep, gets him up for it. Seen it. Grabs a rope. Yep. I always love when Cena goes to the top rope, honestly. Right. Like, what are you going to do? Hit, double axe handle? Or, oh, no, he, hits the, he does the, the leg, leg drop. drop. He's right. always had that leg drop. It's like a which psychosis. Looks leg great. Drop. Yeah. yeah, it looks great. <clears throat> what am I going to do? He knows how to sell the moment, too. Yep. He's very good at selling the moment. Is Cena in the Hall of Fame yet? No, not yet. Why not? He's got to make two more Fast and the Furious movies, (laughs) and then (laughs) he'll be a candidate. That should be what he goes for now. Like, what do I have to do? I've already won all the belts. Well, you can't say belt, but put me in the Hall of Fame. Damn it. Yeah. The thing I also like about this match is that it's not the cleanest looking match as far as like the execution of some of the maneuvers. But I love how that looks, though. It actually makes it look like a struggle. Yeah. Cena just hit another AA. Punk kicked out a two. And Cena's like, Are you sure? Scott, Scott, uh, yeah. look at me, Scott. Look at me. I always like that too, showing you know when a baby face would sit there and you know wouldn't necessarily argue with a ref, but just go up to him and be like, "Are you sure?" Yeah, I swear that that was a three. Right. I've never hit this more than that many times, and it well, always seems to work. 
was the that was the case until uh, AJ Styles. He started going against AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. You need to lay off the cheeseburgers, man. Dude, I, I think those cheeseburgers seriously. did you in for the night. <laughs> <laughs> so many cheeseburgers. All right, so Cena's up on the top rope, going for an avalanche AA, the famed triple A. A triple A. <laughs> why, why didn't they call it that? A triple A. <laughs> Cena needs roadside assistance. Yep. So now, now Punk has uh, fought out of it. Looks like he's going for a top rope Rana. Hey, that was nicely executed. Very safe, it looked like. Yep. Very safe. Now Cena's kind of like, what? Uh, huh? <laughs> <laughs> exact words. Huh? He's like, Jimmy King? Yeah, baby. <laughs> Knee in the corner, set him up for GTS. Got it, but Cena falls to the outside. Oh, uh, which... What kind of spot would you call that? A false finish? Not necessarily, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, you could call that a falsy, for sure. Yeah. Um, it looked like Punk really protected him on that, though. Like, you've seen Yeah, it looked like he didn't really get people. him... Yeah. It didn't look like he got him really clean or... No. Yeah. So I think this is the part of the match where McMahon comes out with... Oh, right. Johnny Ace, you know. (laughs) That was a good impression. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, there he is. He should have given an Ace Crusher. If I had one complaint about this match, it would... And this isn't even like a big complaint. It's the ending of this match. I th- okay. Well, you'll see. I th- well, we'll talk about talk about it when it gets to that point. But that would be my only complaint I would have about this match is the ending. SCF again. Oh, this part right here. Right. So he's got the STF on. Then he tells, he tells Laurinaitis to go ring the bell. Yeah. Gives him a hell of a clothesline. And he's like, I don't want to win it like that. Yeah. Which is great storytelling. Yep. It's still kind of a F you to Bret Hart, though. Uh, well, I mean, that's his character. That just shows that McMahon is trying to do whatever he can to keep the title. Yeah. And with... Um, and using the past. Oof, he killed him on that one. That was a good GTS. Yeah. Punk one. So wait, you don't like that? Well, it that would be my only complaint. I don't hate it, but... And I don't think it's bad, but... I don't know. I, w- I was kind of maybe thinking of a cleaner victory, possibly. But I don't know. I mean, it definitely adds to the story. Not because... Who Cena is is what beat him. Cena I know. beat himself, and that is what's so great about it. Yeah, that is, you're true. That's kind of, again, that's the story of Punk versus Cena, the hero versus the anti-hero. You know, 
Would you consider that to be technically a clean win? Yeah. You would? Yeah. Okay. So, yep, everybody's going crazy. Punk beats Cena. And this is when he... Oh, this is when he's like, you know, get Del Rio out here. Get Del Rio out here now. Because he just won the money in the bank earlier in the night. Oh, right. And then... Yep, so he's going over the commentary table now. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, so you are saying that he is calling for Alberto Del Rio to come out. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Felt like I said that like five minutes ago, and then you finally just caught up, <laughs> dude. <laughs> yeah, you don't understand. <laughs> Cheeseburgers. So, but okay. Oh, and here he comes. I'm ready. Got my briefcase. Yep. Oh, he just got cold just cocked him, right? Billy jacked right yeah. in the freaking face. Billy Jack Haynes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm gonna take my right foot and I'm gonna put it why right is, upside the left why side. Why is he of just standing? Face. How come he's just standing there looking at Punk? Well, what's he, he gonna do? Well, I think you know if it really meant that much to him, and this was like his family's legacy, he would. After that kick, he would go into the ring and try to stop him, right? But said he's like, he goes out in the crowd, and McMahon's like, hey, hey, where you, where you going? Hey, hey, bud. Hey, you know. hey, Phil. Hey, pal. <laughs> you better stop. Yeah, don't do that. And this is pretty much the end of the match. End scene. Yeah, end scene. So there you go. There it is. <laughs> Our first watch along. <laughs> it's probably longer than it needed to be. <laughs> uh, we're at like an hour and 19 minutes right now. <laughs> so uh, I think the biggest thing for this is the fallout afterwards, right? Because that's yes. truly this was, what this should have been where the story started. But the way things played out after this, this was kind of like the peak. Right. Exactly. Right here. Exactly right. Because after this, Punk, quote unquote, left WWE yep. with the title. Um, the next night, McMahon ordered a tournament to crown a new champion. I think a week later after the tournament started, Cena beat Mysterio, and that's when Punk came back. Right. So, with cult yeah, of personality. The, yeah. <laughs> so him being gone for two weeks didn't really have that much of an impact on the, what am I trying to say, the significance of what this storyline could have been, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So, I mean, they did have that one part, though, where he showed up at that uh, Comic-Con event. With the title. Okay. Do you remember that? I don't. Oh. Well, there's like a... <laughs> w- Was it the Warped uh, Tour? 
No, it wasn't the <laughs> warped horn. <laughs> did you he wasn't going him? to see Kill Switch Engage. Did you try to beat him for it? <laughs> yeah, I did. I was like, right now, you and me. No, they were at like comp, comp, WWE was doing like a little Q and A thing at Comic Con, like a couple days after this, or like a week after this, and Punk apparently showed up unannounced with the title, and you know, was having a uh, dispute with Triple H during that. So, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. But, this this should have been the beginning. It should have you know they should have done things like that where he was off WWE TV but doing some kind of appearance somewhere with the belt or whatever not necessarily yeah. an official event but like you know going on to freaking MTV Total Request Live or so you know what I mean like things that yeah. are unaffiliated with this mm-hmm. but they just yeah for whatever that reason been great. they wrapped it up too soon and I don't know why though I don't know why they decided to go that route because um well, like a few weeks later was SummerSlam and Cena and Punk had a rematch with Triple H as the referee for that match. Mm. That's one where um, Punk pinned Cena, but Cena's foot was on the rope and Triple H didn't see it. Oh, okay. And then, like, for some reason, Kevin Nash came out <laughs> and powerbomb Punk. <laughs> And then Del Rio came in and cashed in on Punk. Oh, I just figured out why WWE doesn't pay us. <laughs> and now, for a recap, here's Dylan. Okay, yeah. So they were in Kevin Nash came in. For some reason, Kevin Nash yeah. comes out. Yeah. And then Del Rio comes in. So. But. Okay, so that was the official uh, June special watch-along, the 2011 Money in the Bank pay-per-view between CM Punk and John Cena. Final thoughts on it? Great basic match. Um, They didn't need to do really much of anything, and they didn't. So good for them. Mm -hmm. I mean... All the... uh proper big spots in the right situation mm-hmm. in the right parts of the match which really weren't like necessarily big spots but um like we said that doesn't really matter per se right it just rem- matters how or what kind of story that you're telling in the ring and um knowing when to execute the right spots in those right moments absolutely the and the story yeah. really being told here is the story is between punk and McMahon. Mm-hmm. That's the story. And that was told perfectly. So, yeah. Great, good match. Um, it's just too bad that it kind of like this will, this, as you said, this was the peak. It definitely fizzled out after this. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. There was so much potential for more things that they could do with this and more time to build up to that potential rematch between Cena and Punk farther down the line. But I don't know, for whatever reason, they they didn't go that route. No. So. Well, good stuff. Uh, 
I hope um, other people enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know it's probably uh, hard to follow along at some points, yeah. but yeah. Uh, hey, it's our first time, all right? It's only going to yeah. get better from here. As, As in the beginning of our song says. Right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Maybe this will be very bad. Right. Uh, all right. Well, um, should uh, should we do the best and worst of the week? No, hell no. Holy <laughs> smokes! <laughs> God, <laughs> this show this show is over. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know where to find us by now, God help you. <laughs> yeah. But. <laughs> oh. oh my God. Okay. Um, in case you need a quick reminder. <laughs> no, we're not even reminding people. What? <laughs> yeah, subscribe to us. Yeah. And then go to wrestling. Facebook, tw- Facebook Twitter, Instagram. There you go. <laughs> Quickpainpod.com, wrestlingheadlights.com, and their YouTube page. Check it out. Do it. Quick and painless. All right, until next time. Thank you, everybody, for checking us out. All right, thanks, guys. We'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs>